Five Things in a Song with Am and Patrick, the podcast where we talk about five things and I play a song. My lovely co-host is Am76, out Hello. in Los Angeles. There she is. How was your week, Am? Um, I kind of had a rough week. Um, I, I lost a pet. I know this is a comedy podcast and that's not a funny topic, but it was just kind of hard for me because it was, it was my only pet and I was real sad and I am sad still. Oh. But that was kind of like the highlight of the low light of my week. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that. I know you had a better week than I did. Productive. Yeah, I had a really busy week. We, um, well, kind of like we were talking about last time, um, I have this kind of absurd web series called Upset Tummy that's kind of named after my Twitter account. And it's basically this show where there's just this like really hapless character that I play that, um, you know, he basically does everything in his life like wrong like he'll go on a blind date and he'll ask um he'll ask the girl he's on a date with like how old she is and how many sexual partners she's had and like how they're gonna get married like really soon and um so we filmed episode three on saturday which was just it was fun and it went really well but it was just a shit show like just getting all these extras together and I don't want to ruin too much of it, but there's definitely a, a grandma and grandson in the show. And so kind of like wrangling everybody around for this one was really interesting. How do you get people interested in participating? I just, I work really hard at like just kind of begging people to like, to be in it and helping me out. And I know this one, I had like a sponsor sponsorship through uh, New Belgium Brewery. So they, they gave us like 50 beers. So that was like kind of a perk for everybody. But um, is there like a it, web form you can fill out on the New Belgium website that just says, give me free beer. And then you explain <laughs> what it's for. No, I wish, I wish though it was, I showed them the first episode cause some of their beer shows up like really briefly and they thought it was funny. And I basically just wrote them a bunch and I had to track down the marketing dude and he just gave me a few cases of beer, which was like, which was good, but also bad for me now, if you can hear my voice, because I am just a wreck of a human being because I drank way too much alcohol last night and I feel dumb. You feel dumb? Yeah, my whole body's you- like, you know, when you're feeling like normal and healthy, <laughs> you're just all capable and you can do things well and every i'm just doing everything i normally do just way shittier because of all the alcohol i drink and my body my body's like well you did this you did this to me like you didn't sleep at all and you drank a bunch of alcohol and you put all this sugar and shit into to me and so now i'm gonna be not good to you and it's like all right i get it like all right i love that new belgium beer though my favorite is the uh, ranger ipa is that what it's called yeah yeah we had that on the um in the shoot so that's my fave. My next thing is uh, CrossFit. I don't want to talk about like what it is because I think most people know that it's like a fitness thing. But um, just Wait, I, wanna... I thought it was like some sort of exercise program for like saviors. <laughs> just like if you love Jesus, you're a CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> you it, what it is is you have to actually carry crosses around with you. And it <laughs> makes you really buff. You're doing like dips off the cross. Yeah. And then, and then you like and then you erect the cross and then you do pull-ups. Oh god. Yeah. We're oh this is this is bad. I don't want, we cannot go down this road. We're going to get into some trouble. Um Okay, sorry. Uh, sorry, Christians. All right. <laughs> um but I really want to address um 
the stereotype that every everybody who does CrossFit is a douchebag. Because um, that, I don't know, like, if you've heard that before, but, like, through just Twitter stuff and, like, my group of friends, um, not all my friends, but, like, certain friends, they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, if you do CrossFit, you're a douche. And Wait, um, is it just because they're jealous of people with good bodies? Well, I think that's a part of it. And what I really want to say is, like, I want to tell, like, a little story. Like, my friend Bill, <clears throat> he, he knows that I'm, you know, trying to be fit and exercise and stuff. And he's, like, a trainer there. And he's, like hey, I know you're a poor musician. Like, why don't you just come and I'll just teach you for free for like three or four lessons. And he did. He took, he like these three or four hour um, teaching things or whatever that normally cost, I don't know, like probably like a few hundred bucks. Like he just did it for free. And he's like, yeah, this is totally fine until like one of your songs takes off or whatever. Like, um, I'm happy to do it. And he took he took the time to to do that for free uh, to, to train me or whatever. And, um, I just think sometimes people are like, oh yeah, like dudes who are really into sports, like all those guys are dicks or all those guys who do CrossFit, those are, those guys are dicks. But like one thing I've learned, like from being in a band is that I've met so many douchebags at like snobby, snobby bars and, and snobby bands and everything like that. And I think there's just people who are really kind and people who are really unkind in everything that you do. And the only difference between a bar and CrossFit is that there might be a douchebag at CrossFit who's like really, really muscular. And maybe that's intimidating. Yeah. It just like adds an extra nail in the, in the coffin when it's the the guy who's making you feel bad is also really good looking and probably has a hot girlfriend. Speaking of sports, can I tell you like a truth about me? Um, yeah. Um, I know little about sports, but like in order to basically function, like to make it through life, like with people I know who don't know me that well, like men, like uh, like dads of my students, my guitar and piano students, I'll just learn like just certain facts every once in a while um, for uh, like just about sports or like recent like games or whatever. And then like if, just in case they ask me and I'll be like, oh, yeah, the Denver Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs very handily in that game. <laughs> and the Chiefs were previously undefeated. And they'll be like, I love that. They'll be like, that's right. Peyton, Peyton's looking really good. And I'll be like, the quarterback of the Broncos is really good. Did you know he used to play on the Indianapolis Colts? (laughs) I'll just learn like a few facts to just be like, all right, this kid is, he's somewhat normal, even though I'm not normal at all. My thing is weight loss. Now, this for me is kind of a loaded topic um, because um, since Thanksgiving last year, I've lost about 50 pounds. No way. Yeah. Holy shit. Are you serious? I'm serious. I started at 50 pounds and now I'm at zero. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you now you so you were you were a 50 pound woman and now you you just have no mass. Like you're just, you float, you float weightlessly wherever you go. I'm just air. Um, (laughs) That's so crazy. uh, Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. But the, the, um, the thing I was hoping that you would say was that you were proud of me. I am proud of you. Um, Well, that's the thing is um, everyone that knows me is all super stoked about it. And they're like really ecstatic. And, you know, they want to know how I did it, which, um, puts me in a weird position because I, could, I wish I could just say, I, I could lie and say, 
Um, it's through diet and exercise because that would probably just be easier. But instead, I tell them the truth, which is I have like the stomach ailment that that really limits how much I can eat. They're like, how did you do it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you look so great. Uh, that's my impression of literally everyone that I know. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so great. Like, how, did you, how, did it, how did you do it? I'm like, I have a stomach <laughs> I have a stomach ailment. And then oh, they feel man. like, and then it just like the conversation turns like they're, and like, it's just, oh, they feel like super embarrassed. Like, uh, and like I put them in this position just to be an asshole, you know, but that's the, that's the truth. Um, on my last old podcast, I talked a little bit about how my uh, vocal cords got eaten by my, by my stomach acid. <laughs> that fun what do you episode. mean? What is, what um, is that? Acid reflux. It's a common ailment, but I have it really bad because uh, oh, my man. stomach my stomach doesn't keep its stuff on the inside. It has to give it on the outside. So anyway, so my vocal cords have gotten kind of wrecked, and that's why I kind of sound hoarse all the time now. But um, I have to control it by basically eating very little. Um, not very little, just less than I was before. I was, I was like kind of like a, a big eater. You know, I like eating food. I still do. Um, but I can't let my stomach like stretch out cause that's when it starts bloop. Oh man. Well, let me just say like a few things about that. First of all, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it works for your, for your voice. Like it sucks that that happened, but like you definitely have this very sultry, like very good voice for this sort of a podcast. Oh, well, thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> Which, and I was listening back to our, our first one that we did, and I was like, man, I don't. Like, I sound so, my voice is all high. Like, which is really weird, because I don't think of myself as having, like, a really high voice, but, like. What are you talking about? I have a high man, You're man a voice. singer. You're a singer, and your voice is very high, and that's, that's it's a beautiful baby angel voice. <laughs> you should just be happy for what you've got, because, like. I, you, I, I am. You're whatever your stomach's doing to your voice is working because I because I dig it I mean I'm sorry that that sucks but I don't want it to go too far because I don't at some point I'll just not have any voice left at all will Um, it really get that bad well it was it was worse for a while and yeah it was getting pretty bad how Um, do you how do you treat it um I have to take I have to take a Prilosec and it just makes it so my stomach doesn't make as much acid oh man Ugh, I'm sorry. So I don't like, I usually, I don't like talking about it because it's like an old people, they're always talking about their ailments. But mm-hmm. because of the weight loss, I'm put in a position multiple times a day when I have to talk about it. So it's like, it's, wow. it's kind of, it's kind of awkward for me. Um, but the thing that affects me more than, more than having to talk about the stomach thing is I, I, I'm just so amazed by how ecstatic my friends and family are. Because yeah, totally. I can, I can only assume that for how happy they are now, they were equally sad the whole time <laughs> that I weighed more. <laughs> like every oh day, God. they were just, just every time they saw me, they must have just been so bummed, and I, I didn't realize that until now, and so I feel kind of weird about that. No, I don't. I, I bet that's not true because I think. The truth is, is that most weight loss or weight gain just happens so subtly, people don't know. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, this is who you are. And then once you start to lose a bunch, people are like, oh, my God. And then that's all anyone says for a while. But I used to have a big red beard, and I looked like Zach Galifianakis, and it made me real insecure. And one night, I was at a bar, <laughs> and this girl... Did you really look like him? Because I feel like every guy that has any beard whatsoever... Some dipshit says that he looks like Zach Galifianakis. Exactly. I agree with you. I didn't, I never fucking looked like him, but like people are dumb. They just, they're like, it's blue eyes and like 
the red beard or whatever. And then if you're like a little portly or like not really taking care of yourself, they're just like, I'm going to put the pieces together and you look like this person. Like as soon as I shaved the beard, even when I was bigger, um, like I didn't look anything like him. Um, but one night I was at this bar and there was this girl that I knew from high school and we were like never closer or whatever, but she just uh, walked up to me and she, and I was like, hey, Karen, nice to see you. And she's like, she was really drunk. She's like, what have you done to yourself? And she just walked away. And I was like, oh, man. Man, that sounds like a scene from a movie. It really was. Like, it, it totally was. Like, where she, it's and it's funny because, like, she's so, she was so wretched and so mean. But also, like, I so appreciated that in a weird way because it's like, I really didn't look good. Like, she was right. Like, I really was not giving a shit about my health and my body and, <clears throat> like, doing that sort of stuff. And I didn't, I didn't, like, change because of her. But, like you know, your family's never going to be like, hey, you could look a lot better if you did this. Or like, hey, you could, if you made some changes, like, even if they love you and they believe that, they're never going to tell you. <laughs> um, right. Or at least my, my family. So, you know, long story short, a few months later, like, got really addicted to long distance running, did like way too much too soon. And I guess like I have oversized hips. So I uh, I lost a bunch of weight, but I also like tore like a permanent hole in the uh, tissue in my hip. So I can still run a little bit, but I try to not run too much or else I'll tear like my hip completely through and it will suck really bad because I don't have health insurance. Do you notice like a different reaction from guys? I don't know. Not really. No way. Really? No, I've always, I've always gotten sexual harassment on the streets. Like if I'm just walking, I walk around by myself a lot and there's always some creep like saying some shit to you. It doesn't matter what you look like. But what if the creep was like, he's like, hey, baby, and saying all these creepy things. And then he's like, you look good. I'm so proud of you. Like, <laughs> at, the, at, at the end, he's he's just like, he's like, you're really treating yourself well. You're really making some changes or whatever. And you're like, I have a stomach ailment. And he's like, I feel really bad about that. I'm sorry to bring that up. Like, this is really awkward. And he's like, but still, if you want to, like, hook up later or whatever. I don't know. That's like, like If you want to hook up voice. later, you can meet me in my box that I live in. You know, when women harass me on the street. It uh it hurts because it's like look on the inside guys not like on this like beautiful exterior like look look who I really am like I'm a person and they don't do that they just they're like give give me sex and I'm like I I don't have time for you you know you don't well, what it is really is that you don't have the money for the for the condoms <laughs> that's like sadly exactly true <laughs> well not that i get harassed by women on the street but i don't have money for condoms that's totally true that's a that's a fact they're like gold okay really short thing i recently discovered that on youtube um, about a year ago, the Nerdist channel, uh, Chris Hardwick is a comedian. He has this whole empire called the Nerdist uh, that I don't know why he calls himself that. I, he's not a nerd. He's like an attractive blonde man who dates like supermodels or actresses. <laughs> anyway, he is a big fan of the kids in the hall. And so am I. So I was really stoked that he was able to get the kids in the hall uh, troop now, the old guys. <laughs> Mm -hmm. into the studio and actually interview them about old uh 
old episodes because the kids in the hall ran on TV from like 88 to like 94, 95, somewhere in there. And that was like the perfect time for me to be like soaking in sketch comedy uh, because I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything. And that was like the first thing I ever got to see. And it was like, I still think it's the greatest thing to this day. So um, when I discovered that they were actually interviewing them and I could hear some backstory uh, on some of the sketches and uh, hear some of the history of the group, I got so stoked. So I just wanted That's to, awesome. any Kids in the Hall fans out there should go out there and like watch these Nerdist interviews. All you have to do is type in Nerdist uh, Kids in the Hall and it'll pop up on your computer like magic. My uh, my next thing is the app Tinder. Have you heard of this app, Bomb? I have heard of it, yeah. Okay, for our listeners, uh, Tinder is this, like, kind of absurd, but also, like, very brilliant app that's, like, a dating app, and basically, it takes photos from your, um, from your Facebook, and it takes your interests and friends, and then it kind of posts five pictures, um, and so, basically, like, you can filter through these, like, pictures of people, and you can see, first of all, if you think they're attractive, and then if you have, like, shared interests, and then shared mutual friends, and the brilliant part about it is that you can, um, if you like each other, it'll show, it'll show that, and then it'll say that you can connect and start, like, instant messaging, but if you, one person likes the other person, and the other person doesn't like that person, then it never tells you, so there's no rejection. Oh, so no one has to feel sad. So no one feels sad, but it's really brilliant. On this uh, on this app on your profile, you can have like these taglines, um, and I wrote down a few from these girls that I thought were really funny. So one girl said, um, "I had the right, and right is capitalized, to remain silent, but I didn't have the ability, and then ability is also capitalized." Wait, that's her like catchphrase? That's like that's exactly that's her like this is me to the world. That's what she's saying. Like, that's the one thing that she was like, yeah, this describes me as a person. They have that on Facebook, too, or they had that on MySpace anyway, like your your little quote that goes with your name and your face. Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you have one? Uh, on my Tinder? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Mine says, extremely reasonable man. Okay. So <laughs> I just wanted to know just, what I'm dealing with here. And for me, that's like, it's just kind of telling girls like, all right, I'm not really taking this seriously. And then if they don't get that I'm joking about being reasonable, then they're probably not the girl for me and they're not going to like my profile anyway. So it doesn't really matter. I, I'm not on um, Tinder, but can I tell you my little catchphrase? Oh yeah. I want to hear it. It's, um, I might get drunk and try to fight you just because I love you so hard. Ooh, I like that though. Like at first <laughs> I would be like, yeah, this girl parties a lot. But then like the love hard thing, I'd be like, ah, okay, I like that a lot. That's my thing. I always like try to fight people because I like them a lot. I mean, I, not like real fights, but like when I'm drunk, I'll start like play fighting with them. Sometimes I accidentally hurt them. Yeah. Sound familiar? Um, it does. Well, that's what you do emotionally to me. You just I know. <laughs> you, you try to pinpoint my weaknesses and exploit them. Um, <laughs> For a cheap laugh. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your Tinder things. Okay. I didn't mean no. that. <laughs> Bitch, this is a game for ballers. Only ballers can participate. <laughs> and that means if you're not a baller, don't even click on her face, right? Yeah, don't even like this this profile. Yeah, this bitch is for ballers only. <laughs> exactly what does it take to be a baller? Uh, a lot of money, I think. Or just confidence. Oh, okay. I'm not really sure, actually. 
I'll have to research that. I know you have a tool for confidence, but we can't talk about it yet. Oh. <laughs> oh, good. We Lord. have to All keep right. that on the DL until upset tummy number three comes out. Yeah, there's definitely something. Something definitely helps me be confident, my character, and so that should be out in a few weeks. Um, there's another one. I'll just say one more. This girl was like. The eight ball says it'll all turn out okay at the end. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> because it doesn't even make sense. Like, oh, because the... eight balls only answer yes or no questions? Or <laughs> I'm thinking yeah, of magic all, eight ball. All, all of it. The fact that she's just kind of like, she's like, okay, I'm on this dating app. Like, what should I tell dudes about me to like spark their interest? And it could be like city girl just like looking for some fun or whatever. Like, and that would be kind of boring, but it would make sense. But she's like. The eight ball said it'll all turn out okay in the end. <laughs> like, well, here's what she's trying to say. She plays a lot of pool. She has a positive attitude and is a little bit sad on the inside. That's what, <laughs> those are the three things that I get from that. Oh, man. The fact that she has to have an eight ball give her pep talks, you know, <laughs> that's kind of a sad sign. That's true. It's kind of like, go go, go get some therapy. It'll, it'll work wonders. But, It'll um, work way better than an eight ball. Wait, isn't eight ball a drug thing too? Oh yeah, like heroin or cocaine. Yeah, or... maybe she's talking about heroin. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was a cry <laughs> for help over the internet. Like that's true. She's just kind of like the eight ball said that I'm gonna get my fix and everything's gonna be okay at the end of the eight ball. <laughs> All right, so my last thing is birthdays, because my birthday was actually Wednesday of this week. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm, I'm a 29-year-old man. So I wanted to ask you, like, what is the best birthday you've ever had? I know this is kind of cliche. What is the best birthday you've ever had and the worst one? Oh, God. Maybe the best birthday I ever had was when I turned eight. My mom took me and my, my quote-unquote friends who are actually just the other kids that uh, were the children of her coworkers. We all went to the circus, and um, I don't remember much other than I got to have a malt for the first time, and that changed my life. Um, I, I haven't had very many good birthdays. I have a birthday in the middle of the summer, and it's always been hard to get people together um, to go to places. I think my worst birthday was either my 21st birthday, which happened on a Wednesday, uh, and I didn't have anybody around to celebrate. Or um, uh, a couple years ago, I tried to throw myself a birthday party at a roller rink because I love roller skating. And so I made uh, like four weeks in advance, I made a, a Facebook invite and invited all the friends that live in the neighborhood, you know, live around here. And I got 40 people saying they were going to go. I'm like, and they and not only did they say they're going to go. They were stoked. They were adding little comments on the invite where they would like drop a little picture of somebody roller skating and going, oh my God, I'm going to fall so hard, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, yes, everyone's so stoked for my birthday. I'm, this is going to be the best birthday ever. And then um, when I get there, I'm like, where is it? Uh, I don't see anybody yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I came with my friend, Elisa, whose birthday is two days after mine. So at least I had one buddy there. Um, but uh, yeah, only, I don't know, I want to say three or four people showed up. Oh, man. And only two of them actually skated. The rest of them were there to like see other people because they were like, hey, this is going to be a huge party. I'm just going to show up and hang out with everybody. And then I'm like, I'm skating. I don't care what you guys do because <laughs> I was kind of in a bad mood. 
So I just stayed on the skate floor and like the people who weren't going to skate like just didn't get any of my time because I was Dude, a, gr- um, a grumpy baby. What? F- for your next birthday, I'm going to go out to L.A. and then we are going to go to the club and I'm going to get bottle service and we're just going to. No, that's yes. not my thing, dude. Well, it has. Well, damn it. I was really wanting you to be like, yeah, that's my thing. Damn bottle it. service what? that's what the hell come on that's bottle, <laughs> bottle service is hilarious bottle service is like it's just i don't know like Do you know how stupid i would in... feel in a club no why are you gonna feel i stupid? went to one club once in hollywood and it was for a bachelorette party and i fell asleep and they kicked me out <laughs> are you serious <laughs> no, i'm serious why why did you fall asleep it's dude this like you can't talk to anybody in there it's just like bumping music super hard was um, it drunk meat like drunk you fell asleep or just you're like i'm sleepy i had a, a few no i had a few and i i sat down at like a booth and i guess i just like rested my head in my hands for a little too long and i i dozed off and the bouncer came and told me i had to leave oh <laughs> oh man See, the problem was not enough bottle service. Because if you get bottle service, I mean, you've got cocktail waitresses coming by and they're just like, they're refreshing your drinks with ice and you just feel like a badass and everything. I don't know. I did it once. I saw some cocktail waitresses coming through with bottle service where they would have some, I don't know what they had, but it was like blue and they would put like a glow stick in it to make it look all like <laughs> douchey, you know? Like, and I'm, I, I just made a mental note to myself. Don't ever spend $200 on that because that is stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. That's $200, probably at least 30 condoms worth of money. So <laughs> you might want to save it. Maybe we won't do bottle service, but I'll I'll fly out there and we'll, you know, we could go bird watching. We could um, um, build a large sand castle and then take photographs <laughs> of it. We could. Um, I like how you're um, like, well, she doesn't like fun stuff. Maybe she likes super boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there's no middle ground i either want to get fucking hammered or i or i just want to basically observe birds and then like note their behaviors <laughs> all right and now for the song portion of the podcast i'm going to sing uh true love will find you in the end by daniel johnston True love will find you in the end You'll find out just who was your friend Don't be sad, I know you will But don't give up until True love finds you in the end This is a promise with a catch Only if you look in can I find you Cause true love is searching too But how can it recognize you Unless you step out into the light, the light Don't be sad, I know you will 
don't give up until true love finds you in the end. Oh, 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 So this has been Five Things in a Song. I'm Om76. My name is Patrick McGuire. (laughs) And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Farewell. Thank you for listening to Five Things in a Song. This episode was produced by Patrick McGuire. All music was written and performed by Patrick, except for True Love Will Find You in the End, written by Daniel Johnston. Please like us at facebook.com slash five things and a song. Thanks.